I tell them welcome to the gray area and stay away just in case you ain't real enough to relate. Every other Thursday, politics to the chips. Get up on this wave. <laughs> now tell me what's to talk about. Cause we the only thing to talk about. How you keep reality in check? Just keep it real rapping. Don't gossip with the facts. Yeah. The NFL season has come to a close. And I got a few takeaways. I got some things to talk about. It's kind of a momentous occasion for the NFL. And this is the Gray Area Chapter 58. And I am your host, Ray Jarvis. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a great NFL season. You know, I, I can't really complain about where things are in the league. I can't really say that I have a gripe. I felt like a year ago... The way the NFC Championship game ended and and left things, I would say, with a a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. I can't say the same this season. And the person that I wanted to discuss this NFL thing with me is someone who kind of shared the season with back and forth through fantasy. He came on. We talked about Lamar Jackson about two months ago. He's my roundtable brethren, the homie Langston Leguizamo. Welcome back, my guy. Thanks for having me, man. You know, I'm always down to talk football with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... So Langston, we both took in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think we both came away very, very much, very much happy. We enjoyed what we saw. Yeah, for sure. Top quality football. You know, I think last year's Super Bowl, it was a defensive battle, but I wouldn't say it was boutique quality football. It sucked. You I hated know? it. <laughs> I think that in this particular Super Bowl, we we got the best of every world. Like if it was like a football buffet. Mm-hmm. If you wanted offense, you got some of that. If you wanted defense, you got some of that. If you wanted strategy, punch, counter punch, you got some of that. You wanted a dramatic finish, you got some of that. I think every if I if I'm Roger Goodell, I got everything I could possibly want back in Miami for a Super Bowl. How do you feel about that? I I mean I agree. You had uh it was a classic the best offense against the best defense to put it in simple terms. Um you know you had the coronation of the 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 player who will, if he's not already, become the face of the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. We'll get to that in a second. And uh, you know, also the matchup between the coaches. You have this uh, OG offensive guru in Andy Reid, mm-hmm. and a guy in in Shanahan that is is very much from the same cloth, an offensive guy in his own right. Yep. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was really intriguing. I was I was really happy with uh, what I was watching. Absolutely, man. Um. I would say that I came into the game. This was the, how I want to say. Like I came into this game more excited for a game that didn't involve my team in the Super Bowl than I have in a long time. Mm. You know, like I was really excited about seeing what the Chiefs would do versus what the 49ers would do. I've, I've caught in a lot. I've caught a lot of flack. I've gotten a lot of flack. Is what I wanted to say from 49er Nation for saying that they were fool's gold a couple I think after week 7 I said they were fool's gold and and a lot of strangers were in my comment sections in different Facebook groups attacking me because I didn't want to buy stock on the 49ers are you ready to walk that back? let's talk about it yeah um put it I'll be honest the fool's gold thing at the moment in time you know you don't expect fans to be rational but at that point it was after the Redskins game and oh the Redskins game oh they played terribly that game yeah, they had played no one to that point. Right. So I well, uh, I don't. Yeah, they, they I think the Rams no were the only team that was notable in that in that early start. Right, right, right. right. And I credit Wizdo. They went to Los Angeles and won that game. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, they had a lot of uglyish wins. It wasn't like they were like they weren't railroading teams yet. Like they, they struggled. They had a game with the, with the Steelers where it was too close for too long oh, before yeah, they pulled they, they away. Turned the ball over like four times in that game. There you go. You know, yeah. the, the, even though it was a monsoon in, in Washington, it was still a, a a poor game to look at. I think the Cardinals gave them a run before they pulled it out. Oh late. no, the Cardinals should have beat them. That was yeah. a Thursday night game. There I remember that game. So when I when, when I looked at the 49ers, I'm like, this is one of those teams that starts off fast and they're gonna fade. And for it's almost like I I I had like a reverse jinx because as soon <laughs> as I said that, they went on this run. They kept winning. They went to New Orleans. They got a big win. They 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 had a chance to either go from wild card team with no home field advantage mm-hmm. to home field throughout the, the NFC 
against Seattle in Week 17. They win that game. Well, they almost screwed up the bag against Atlanta, if you remember. That they had. There you go. Yeah. But they every time it seemed like, like yes, finally they're gonna get out the way. They just kept winning games. Yeah. So yeah. credit wins due to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, will I walk back to fool's gold? I guess professionally, I have to walk it back, right? Like I kind of have to. But the the troll in me is like, no, this 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 is the ultimate finale. This is like this is like the biggest joke. They they made you invest, watch the, the entire season. Because to me, there's no worse feeling than losing in a championship game as a fan. To get all the way in and lose in the fashion that they lost. Mm-hmm. But for the game, my biggest takeaway was, as we said, it was just good football. Yeah. There, there there weren't any uh, like the penalties were at a minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like the the play designs on both sides. I liked everything about that game. There's people who had gripes and they said, why didn't they? Why didn't they? I, I understand that. Is this armchair quarterbacks on Monday? It is what it is. But as a football fan, I'm like, I can't find fault with the entertainment value of the game. Yeah, I agree. I thought that, uh, you know, even early on when Mahomes was struggling, uh, he was struggling because the Niners defense was, was Absolutely. playing so well. Facts. Um, I thought uh, I thought Bose had a really good game, man. Yeah. He was in the backfield a lot. He had yeah. a strip sack. Um, he definitely left it all out there. So, um, so yeah, I think that a lot of the uh, lack of offense early on had more to do with what San Fran was doing, and also Kansas City. I thought they played well defensively, also. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so yeah, I, I I do agree. I think it was uh, football being played at a high level, at the highest level. So there's there's a few narratives floating around after this game. You you have the whole Kyle Shanahan. Uh, why didn't he narrative? Second time that right? this has popped up for him. Then we also have the Super Bowl MVP narrative that's floating around there. They're saying Williams should have got it. So I, w- <sighs> I wanted to spend some time with both narratives here. Okay. We're going we're gonna to start with the Kyle Shanahan na- narrative, whereas I'm not on board with that. With the narrative? No. Not. I think, to use a boxing analogy, I think what we saw in that Super Bowl was the best puncher versus the best boxer right Mm. i think that the puncher controlled the fight until around the seventh round the boxer as he's there within those first seven rounds he's seeing certain things that he likes but he can't find a distance he doesn't he hasn't found that spot that he wants to fight from without without fear of a counter taking him out and then around the eighth round he started to see some things that he liked Started to land that jab, started to land some combinations, mm-hmm. and then by the 12th round, he got he got a stoppage because he figured him out. Right. That's how I looked at the Super Bowl. We had early on, you know, the boxer came out, he landed a couple of shots. You know, it was cool. Like the first round and a half, yeah. all right, this is what we expect from the, the best boxer in the world, yeah. that being the Kansas City Chiefs. The puncher was like, oh, really? Landed a couple of big shots. Made the, made the boxer think twice about getting in there. Mm-hmm. Because as the fight as the game is going along, even though it was tied at halftime, anyone with eyes could see that that was a San Francisco 49er game. Well, yeah, it was. And, and they were getting whatever they wanted offensively. They did, but Shanahan was really he was really conservative to end the half. Yeah. And I I think I know why he was, because I don't think he trusts his quarterback. Because as we saw in the fourth quarter, there you go. I mean, Shanahan I thought called a Fact. really, really good game. I think everything about that game was good. Even even Jimmy G's performance before the fourth quarter. This is why I was like, it just it just seemed like kind of like a microcosm of the Chiefs postseason they just needed some time to figure out what they were exactly up against Uh because people remember the drive down 20 to 10 people remember the the go-ahead drive but they don't remember that they kind of figured it out the drive before it was just a drop and and an errant throw by Mahomes that killed that drive but they were already figuring it out like okay we got him now Mm -hmm. so I'm not really on the, the Shanahan failed bandwagon because I think Shanahan saw, not to speak arrogantly, but I think he was seeing the same thing I was seeing. Holy shit. To, to, I'm trying not to use profanity. But, so, uh, but, listen, when you have me on the show, you but, know that's not possible. But I just feel like for, 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 for the reality aspect, <laughs> he had that thought. They figured us out. Yeah, I think that Shanahan believed that I can't keep putting my defense back on the field because those boys on the other side know what's coming. I, I think I want to win with my offense on the field. They're like, why didn't he run? Because he was trying to be more aggressive to apply the pressure to the Chiefs. Yeah. But I feel like people are selling the Chiefs short 
the Chiefs defense show by not by not saying, hey, those guys stepped up. I'm not hearing anyone say that. I'm hearing right. I'm hearing why Shanahan didn't as opposed to you know what the Chiefs got some stops. And How do you feel about that? Well Shanahan was asked about it after the game. They you know, uh he was basically asked why didn't you uh run the ball and he was like I was going for first downs because first downs are going to Yeah they're going to run out the clock and we're going to win the game if we move the chains. Yeah, yeah. And it's not his fault that his quarterback couldn't make those plays because the way he drew them up, mm-hmm. they were there to be made. He and missed, Garoppolo let him down. He missed, you know, late late in that when, it, when he had to settle for the field goal. Uh-huh. He missed Kittle wide open, mm-hmm. right? And it, you start to see, like, the chinks in the armor. But to, to, to be fair, Again, I think that he wanted to get those first downs and still kind of be aggressive because the pass was working. That that intermediate passing game that they had, it was a lot of misdirection, a lot of it's like I said in the past, a lot of dinking and dunking. Yes, but it's, it's a chaotic dink and dunk. Right. Like they're making you choose. There's a few plays that I saw that stood out to me. There was a third and eight where there was three three receivers to a side, and you just saw so much chaos that you had Sorensen and another linebacker take the receiver that's mm-hmm. going out into the flat that freed up the square in on the third and eighth. I think for Brown. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, when I looked at the round, I'm like, Jesus. Christ, how are you supposed to defend that? Yeah, Shanahan is great. Man. He's, his he's, play design he's is truly, he's truly an offensive genius. Hands down, you got to give him that, yeah. right? But then, if you look at the other side, and I, and I looked it up because I'm like, y'all killing Shanahan, but he saw something when they were down twenty to ten. The Chiefs scored in two minutes and thirty six seconds. Mm-hmm. When they were down twenty to seventeen, they scored in two minutes and twenty seconds. So they figured it out to a point where they can get the ball down the field in a short amount of time. He's seeing that as the coach. Like uh, even let's say we keep running, like, run the ball. Why don't you run the ball? They didn't need that much time, and they still had three timeouts in their pocket. Right. You know. All right. So let's say they get one first down, or maybe they run maybe five plays. They're still going to score in two minutes. Right. 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 So was he? Do you think Shanahan was going after more points, or was he? Did he think that the best path to running out the clock? was to put it in Jimmy G's hands and let him dink and dunk like he had for the entire game. I think that he had, he believed that he had a better chance with Jimmy G because he had the Chiefs defense off balance for most of that game. Yeah. You know, but let's be fair. Spags finally started to dial up some things that worked. I think that for, you know what it is too, and I throw it to you. I think that the Chiefs on both sides of the ball were showing a little bit too much respect to the 49ers because they weren't they weren't cutting loose to blitzes early in that game for well, no, almost but three quarters. they did late though. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's where yeah, I was yeah. going. It just seems as though, you know what, they just threw balls to the wall. Like, all right, we're going to come after him. We're going to throw the ball down the field. And the Niners had no answer for that. Once they started blitzing, it's like, yes. where was this the whole game? I think it was the drive where they were down 20 to 17. There was a delayed blitz on that third down. That was beautiful. Sorensen yeah. ran a stunt and I think who up, I think a 56 for the Chiefs waited like a second and a half and he came through there and it, it was an overthrow because he had to rush yeah, it out Yeah, and then the play before that, right, was uh, batted down by Frank Clark. Mm-hmm. I think so. They the way Shanahan drew it up, he's so good. He had ter- Terrell Suggs, remember him? Yes. He had T-Sizzle. Terrell Suggs covering George Kittle. Come on now. And Garoppolo Fox. couldn't get him the ball. Granted, Frank Clark made a great play batting it down. And this is what needs to but, be spoken about. Yeah. We're killing the play call, but Frank Clark made a play. Right. Spagnola drew up some nice plays that, that worked. They they got they finally got to Jimmy G. Why now, are we not talking about this? I, I agree with you, but to play devil's advocate. Okay, let's do it. That's why the, you're here. The other side of the argument is that's why you run the ball because yeah. sometimes defenders make plays. An incomplete pass there okay. doesn't doesn't bode well for your, your chances of winning the game. Facts. Um and also it's second down. Like mm-hmm. it's like I think it was was it second and ten? I, I don't remember what it was. But, like, just run the ball, get some clock, and then, you know, try your shot on third down. I don't agree with that, but I get I get the backlash against the analytics nerds who just want to yeah. throw it, like, 100 it, times a game. It's a cliched backlash because you should run there. You should run there. I think that this coach was like, I'd rather attack this defense, get some yards, and keep 15 off the field. And, and right, I think right, right, right. on the flip side, the Chiefs finally adjusted their game plan did what they did best did what did what they've done best for the last i would say seven or eight weeks of the season and they brought a championship home yeah. you know we again we're killing shanahan why are we not talking about patrick mahomes more and said so we, we and we'll go to the next narrative about this mvp thing you know you want to say williams is mvp that's cool you want to stand on that whatever right but i saw to me the game ebbed and flowed and was decided by the quarterback mm-hmm. whatever Patrick Mahomes was feeling or how he was looking in that moment was what's going to decide that game you know he's the one who stood in the pocket on that third and 15 
and delivered that pass. Yep. Remember, Bosa about to clean his whole clock. Oof. Right? That happened. Yep. You know? He was the person in the middle of that game when, when the puncher was doing what he wanted to do. Where it just looked like the zones had him short on. He didn't know yeah. where he wanted to throw, and he was short on a lot of passes. He didn't he, 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 like you don't understand the windows that you're throwing into. It was really weird. He I, he missed so many throws in that game because he wasn't comfortable throwing into those spots. And he, he was so unsure of him. It was like who is this guy? It was that that San Fran scheme was yeah. delicious for for a while. For sure. But I kept hearing Aikman say there are plays here, there are plays here. He just needs to find it, and it just seems so be enemy. I'm I'm gonna keep giving every be enemy credit. Be enemy to oh, me. Oh yeah. High that man to me i felt like he is the reason andy reed's play calling has become more efficient because in the past andy reed was yolo play caller he would do some random thing mm-hmm. at the worst possible time that right. leaves nfl nation scratching their head <laughs> oh yeah you know so it just seems as though if, if if troy aikman is seeing it that means that the guys in red for the for the chiefs are seeing that eventually it's gonna be there it's gonna hit it's gonna hit yeah and what better time than a third and 15 to hit that 44 yard bomb you know, and then they follow it up with the, the DPI and eventually the touchdown. That play pass was a beautiful call, but yeah. everything hinged on Patrick Mahomes. He was the one where you could start to see like the look in his eye where he was like, I'm trying to win this game. Mm-hmm. I'm getting out the pocket. I'm going to start. I don't know what it is. So I guess the special plays have it where they could not have it for three and a half quarters and then they just start delivering. I'm a Kobe guy. So, you know, <laughs> that, that's that was a Kobe-esque performance. Rest you, in peace to Kobe. Re, rest in peace to the Mamba. But it's like I, I've had so many games where I, I where I would yell at Kobe and people who know me who watch the game will know like I love Kobe but I, he was never above reproach when the game was on. Mm-hmm. If if Kobe was three for twenty, I'm yelling, "Why are you shooting the ball?" <laughs> but they don't hit. He'll go four for twenty one, and that fourth shot would shut me the hell up. Yep. And it looked like that's what Patrick Mahomes did. Every yeah. bad throw that he was making just it just vanished. Yeah, look at that dime he dropped to Watkins. Oh when he, yeah, when he beat how Sherman. About, yo, how about that 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 route by Watkins? Beautiful, burning Sherman inside. Sherman, technique. first team all pro. That was it. First team or second? I don't remember. First but team. Sherman had a great year this year, and I didn't see that coming. I thought Sherman was washed, and he's played he so is. great this year. And he got cooked by Watson on that. I mean, by uh, um, Watkins. Watkins. Uh, he got cooked by Watkins on that play, man. That was crazy. And then the ball was delivered right in between Sherman throw. and a safety. Perfect throw. But we're talking about Williams. Come on, yeah, now. that's stupid. Uh, I mean, first of all, let me just say that that the Super Bowl MVP I think is the quarterback's award, right? I mean, the quarterback. Now, usually you have uh, you know, usually the quarterback wins it, but sometimes you get like a Von Miller, where it's just, I mean, that guy dominated that game. He, right. he earned that award. Right. Um, the year that that Eli won it, I thought Justin Tuck deserved that award. Both Eli Super Bowl MVPs, you could argue someone else if you're being fair. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely the the Tuck one, the first one. I think mm-hmm. it was was Tuck because they couldn't block him. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the, the the Chiefs, yo, that's that's Mahomes's team. Yes, and they were down two scores, and he led them down the field to victory. When they, they were down twenty to ten, let me ask you this: this is this is a very simple question for uh-huh. those who are caping for Williams. When 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 he was down, when the Chiefs were down twenty to ten. Was it Williams who made the play no. that flipped the game? No. No, right? And you know what? I'll go even further. When they were down 20 to 10, it wasn't looking good for the Chiefs. Right. But I was still, I still had more faith in the Chiefs' yeah. ability to come back than I did in the Niners' ability to hold on to the lead, even with that great running game that they had yeah. with Mozart and with Tevin Coleman and uh, Matt Breida. And it's because it's all because of, of Patrick Mahomes. Well, not to pat myself on the back, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do it anyway. I said I dropped a clip Saturday where I said that if it came to a situation where it was Garoppolo versus uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, that if you gave Mahomes enough times to see that defense, yeah. He would make the plays to win, and Garoppolo would. And it's exactly how and it I, unfolded. And I felt so good at that moment that, <laughs> that that I said exactly what happened, and it transpired. Because you know, it's like, yeah, you know, this is this is cool. I said that it happened. Dog, we've we've seen we saw it against Houston. We saw it against Tennessee. Even no lead is safe, safe. Yeah. against Patrick Mahomes. Fine. Yo, if he let's like if he started the second half of a football game down forty to nothing. Mm-hmm. I think my money would be on Patrick Mahomes, depending on the, the odds that I would get. That guy can he can put points up so quickly at the drop of a dime, just because he's he could just turn like turn it on. You know he what I'm has saying? Full mastery of that offense. And what I loved about it last night was 
you, you can be the, the fly guy quarterback with the great hair. You rock the bandana. You look like an '80s swagged out quarterback. His whole his whole thing is like it's like it's, if Marie, if Dan Marino was was was, was drippy now as Patrick Mahomes. If, if Marino was half black, yeah. He, he, I don't know why he gives me so much Marino vibes. He's, he's is, got a lot of Marino. This is, in this is almost like a Marino with a woman, Mark Dupe and Clayton and all of those guys. He's back like in the he's day. like Marino with wheels. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's like. You have complete mastery of the offense, but then you finally showed us the grit. You yes. stood in there. And that's what impressed me the most is that, I mean, it's easy there was to another be a front play. runner. Yes. There was another play when he almost got sacked, I think, on another long yard situation. He got about 13 yards in that run. He, he, got, he took a big hit early. He had a great game running the ball. And yeah. it, it didn't show up on the stat sheet because late in the game, he like, lost like 15 yards in the last two plays of the game, yep. taking a knee. Yep. Uh, but he he made some really nice plays with his legs. He doesn't get enough credit for his ability Facts. to um to make things happen. You know, running the football. Absolutely, and 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 we we got we got to be honest here. He might not have had the glamorous uh three hundred and fifty four touchdown performance, but I will tell you what I got from him last night against that defense. I just think that people are so eager to push. Whatever narrative that they feel strongly about, that they're selling the other side short. Yeah. To say that Mahomes doesn't deserve the MVP is to say that San Fran didn't have a hell of a game plan that he had to figure out. Right. And Shanahan didn't do this. Well, the Chiefs stepped up. That's a silly team. It was too great. How about it was just two great teams that went 12 right. rounds? If, if you say that Patrick Mahomes didn't deserve the MVP, come on, man. What are well, you guys, we, what we you guys had, watching? We had, a, we had that guy, Manny. You know, oh, no, shout out to the homie. You know, he, it's love. It's it's love. You know, but, but, Manny, but I just I don't I don't I don't know what what the homie was watching. I'm like, dog, Damian Williams, really? Listen, I, I'm I, Manny. Get the hell out. of here. <laughs> okay, get the hell out of here. Williams, Fuck. where? Now, shout out to the homie though. He's still a homie, but you could get the hell out of here. <laughs> we'll stay on Mahomes. All right. My question to you is, beyond the MVP, with this championship, the playoff run. The Super Bowl performance Is he now the face of the league Or is he the face of right now You know I think that's an interesting question I think for fans like you and I You know I'll say uh, Sunday ticket subscribers right. Yes he is the face of the league okay. I think on a larger scale though I think you still gotta give it to Brady Okay, I think Brady still has that reach That goes beyond just football mm-hmm. But I mean It's it's gonna be Mahomes if, like, Probably like the middle of next year Mahomes is like he'll have the State Farm commercial yeah. where they show the MVP trophy and Rodgers. They'll figure something out, and he's he's going to be a superstar of the highest order. And by the way, the side note, he's going to get the bag, bro. Oh yeah, he's, he's going to be the highest paid player in NFL history by and, a lot, and he deserves it because he's, he's worth every penny. We see a lot of elite quarterbacks, bro. We see, we see a lot. There's a few of them in the league right now. There's but only one Patrick Mahomes. That man. boy's he's different. A bad, he's a bad malefic, man. Is he, let me ask you this. Is he the best? I'm not talking about accomplishment. I'm just talking about the eye test. Mm-hmm. Is he the best quarterback you've ever seen? Nah. Not yet. Will you give it to Rodgers? Yeah. Yeah, Rogers, it's, it's Rogers, him or Rodgers. Apex Rodgers. It's not fair. Dog, but Rodgers didn't have weapons like this, though. Tyreek Hill. Imagine if, he, imagine if you had Prime Rodgers in this Andy Reid offense. It would not be. They'd go 16-0. Yeah. I, I, I'd put money on it. It's got to be one of them. Like, if it's if your answer is anyone other than Mahomes or Rodgers, I don't know what you're watching. I think what's going to separate Mahomes and Rodgers is, is something about the way Mahomes plays the game. It's all, you know what it is? And Max Hellman made this point. I saw it on the clip on YouTube about... Brett Favre with brains. Yeah. I'll take it a step further and say this is if you put Rodgers and Favre together and drop mm, a little I bit like of that. that. Yeah. Drop a little black man in there and you have Patrick Mahomes because the boy runs around like Favre. Yeah, we like uh with a little of uh uh, what was the the black quarterback he played for the the Vikings? Uh, Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. Yes, this is this is two point Randall Cunningham. Yes, Th- yes, yes, yes. Fact because they they kind of move around in the same ways. Whereas Randall could run, but mm-hmm. his eyes was always down. Yeah, the he field. was a, he was a thrower of the football. And then you yeah. give Mahomes an offense where the receivers know what to do. Yeah, and he's they, got an offensive guru of the highest yes. order directing traffic for him. They are all world scramble drill. 
And then you'll always oh my have God. one guy leaking out deep. There's no way to defend that. Like no. that on that play, that was not a good throw that he made to Tyree Kill on that. What was it third and fifteen if, or whatever? If he hits him in stride, there's no need for the Kelsey right. touchdown. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, what was this San Francisco secondary doing there? No, that, but see, this is the thing. At at some point, the Chiefs remembered who they were. Right. The route again. It was a wicked route combination, mm-hmm. and number ten just leaked out. It's, th- that's what happens when you have good play design. That's why I get so mad at the Giants because our offense is so generic that everyone knows what's coming. Well, because don't it's, worry, it's you playing. Got, listen, you guys got Jason Garrett there, so we'll, see how, we'll see how he does. What? <laughs> Slants and goes for three more years. Oh, man. Great googly moogly. But nah, let me not, let me not front. The Cowboys, <laughs> when the Cowboys offense is clicking and he was allowed to call the plays he wanted to call, they had, they had, they had a, a nice looking offense. They, I mean, they got really good players. Yeah. I feel like they really underachieved. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Hands down. They, they, did, did, on paper, they, they were even, supposed to have the best defense this They didn't even make the playoffs. Bro. They had two stud linebackers. They had a strong secondary. They had a, a stud DN. They had everything you'd want. They had a, a young quarterback who, where will we put Dak Prescott? Top six or seven? Uh, that even in the league? Yeah, I say he's top. He's he's top ten or just outside. I don't know, man. He played really well this year. He did, but I just felt like there was still there was still those clunkers. I mean, yeah, I I think a lot of that is coaching. Well, I, I'm 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 a Dak Prescott believer. I think he's really good. I think that the jury will be out on the Cowboys until next season when we see what McCar- if McCarthy comes and unlocks the potential that we know is there. Kind of mm-hmm. like Golden State with Mark Jackson and Golden State with Steve Kerr. Uh, Maybe to take someone else. Oh, I else. love that. What a great analogy. You know, that was that was great. A lot of black people gonna be mad at me, but it, it happened. No, Mark Jackson is terrible. He's you know, a terrible. Coach. Oh my god, <laughs> I appreciate you so much for saying that. But it, McCarthy, we saw what he did when the Packers had talent and they won a championship and they had a quarterback. I think he has a better running back than he ever had in Green Bay. Oh, for sure. I'm yeah. excited to see how he uses Zeke because I feel like Zeke, the longer he's been in the league, they stopped using him in the passing game like they did when he was. Remember, he, as a rookie, he was a lot more involved in the passing game than he was in recent years. Mm-hmm. So I want to. I'm hoping that because to me, he could be like what Dorsey Levens was years ago Whoa. on roids, <laughs> on all kinds of roids. You know, because he's still a power running back. He can catch out of the backfield. That's why I was low key hoping Dirty Herb would come to Dallas because Urban Meyer knows how to use Ezekiel Elliott. You know, but oh, oh wow, yeah, yeah. but it, it didn't happen. But Mike McCarthy's a West Coast offense guy, yeah, where, the, I, where the running back has to catch out of the backfield. I don't know about McCarthy. I mean, look, he knows how to run a football team, so it's a good hire in that respect. He's got the resume, right? But his offense, though, those last couple years with the Packers it seemed like he was living a little in the past. He like, was, you look at some of these guys like yeah. McVay, even mm-hmm. though he didn't have a great year, Shanahan, mm-hmm. even Andy Reid, who's mm-hmm. an old guy, but who's on the cutting edge of a lot of the things they're doing on offense. Mm-hmm. You know, I I wonder if uh, if McCarthy, if he's a, uh, you know, if he's if, if the he's game passed him by. Yeah, yeah, I do wonder that. Well, I mean, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. Uh, but to my own question about Mahomes being the face of the league or the face of right now, uh, I I'll take I'll take the leap. I'll call him the face of the league. I think they were priming him a year ago, and did now that he got it done this year. I think that this is his league. Oh yeah. With all the talk about the, the impending quarterback carousel that's about to take place with, with Brady moving on and possibly... You think uh, Brady's moving on? I'm just saying the talk is in the atmosphere. Uh-huh. The, the, it, it, uh, what's this guy's name? Philip Rivers is about to move on. He's yeah. definitely gone. Yeah, he's definitely gone. These guys who who are, you could argue, are legends in the league yeah. are being looked at as people that the, the teams that they're currently on may not want to bring them back. So Drew Brees, Drew Brees might be out the door. Yeah. So there's a power vacuum. This is almost like mafia. Like like a lot of the, a lot of the old mustache peeps are are, are are leaving. Crazy Joe Gallo. Here you go shooting and, bosses. And now one of these underbosses has to come up and control the family. And I think that with all of the old dons slowly but surely fading away. Yeah. That the the young the young brash kid, he caught a lick in that Super Bowl, yeah. and I think. I think it's his. I think it's his. Put it this way. For those who want to argue back, I think it's his to lose more than it's his and he's vested. Is that fair? I I do think that's fair. I I, I don't think he's going to lose it. He's so good. He's so good. I I mean, you know, we talked about it briefly, but he's the best quarterback I've seen. Bro. And I want to go back to something. Off schedule plays. and then Yeah, he's great. Oh, my God. But I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier about how there's this changing of the guard at the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. And you're right. 100% 100% in saying that. And there's also this racial dynamic there. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of older white quarterbacks. Five. Breeze and Brady and 
uh, Ben Roethlisberger, who, mm-hmm. whose future is somewhat. We don't up even in know the what air. that's going to look like next season, right? Um, and you look at the younger quarterbacks in the NFL: Mahomes, mm-hmm. obviously, Lamar Jackson, um, um, one of my favorite players in the NFL, who, whose name I'm blanking on, the, for the Texans, uh, Deshaun, oh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Love Deshaun Watson, or even like you know, um, low key. If Jameis gets another shot, I think he could figure it out. <laughs> Jameis, he just, what he, a fascinating, even if, fascinating. If he if he gets a thirty touchdowns, fifteen interceptions, I'll take that. Thirty thirty is unique. I think he'll, <laughs> he'll get a job somewhere because oh, he's yeah. he's productive. He's oh just, yeah, um, or even like you know, guys, middle tier guys like uh, you know the quarterback for the uh, Colts. Um, Jacoby Brissett Jacoby Brissett Kyler Murray just who got drafted number one on the I, come up listen I am a Kyler Murray believer that kid is talented mm-hmm. and Jacoby Brissett was playing really well before oh, he yeah. got hurt oh yeah I mean the second half of the year he had a knee brace on and then you know he's kind of tailed off but Things early in the me. year he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league so you know we're, we're seeing a shift in the way that quarterbacks look and I've been watching football for like 20 years mm-hmm. Like I, the first year I started watching football was 1998. Yeah, I'll never forget the the year that uh, the Jets lost to Elway in the title game. Yes, Parcells Jets. That year, uh, the best team was the Vikings. Uh, we talked about Randall Cunningham, but Randy mm-hmm. Moss and Chris Carter. I think he was the only black quarterback in the league. Maybe McNair was in the league then. But anyway, seeing yeah, McNair was there. Seeing the uh, the racial makeup of quarterbacks. When I started watching it now, mm-hmm. it's sort of surreal, man. You know what it is? Because it, it, it's the elevation of the athletes on the field, mm-hmm. especially on the defensive side. These guys are, are freaks. Right. You can't have the statue quarterback anymore. Your quarterback you got to be ha- able to move. Your quarterback has to be a football player. Well, then, I mean, if I could push back on that, though, that plays into the stereotype, though, right? Is that black quarterbacks tend to be runners. Well, we could play into the stereotype, but we could understand what's taking place. Sure. I'm just going to address what it is. I mean, because, <laughs> right, I, and I agree with you. Um, I mean, Jameis Winston is a pocket passer. Yeah, but he can move when necessary. He can. He can. There's, I mean, and all these guys. All right, and a lot of the way. white guys, too, can move. The the black quarterback before was just considered a runner. An, what, athlete, an athlete and not a thinker. The, the, the modern quarterback now has to be a play yes. extender, has Agreed. to be able to play off schedule. And the modern NFL has embraced the black quarterbacks because inherently they're play extenders. Because right. as much as people want to call Lamar Jackson a runner, the man wasn't out here taking these hits like a running back. He was still functioning in his brain as a quarterback while using his athletic ability to to make plays and extend plays. Jameis Winston is not Lamar Jackson by any stretch, but he can get out the pocket. We know Deshaun. To me, Deshaun Watson, I feel for him. I I, I don't know why they keep bringing in this, the, the, the coaching staff there. It's really bad. Dog, they, they named that head coach a GM. He's not answering. to. He goes straight to the owner now. Come on, son. Yo, That's crazy. That me. team, the Texans... Because I love Deshaun Watson, even though I forgot his name earlier in the pod. Like, we're drinking some whiskey here, guys. <laughs> um, no, but the Texans, to me, are the most frustrating team in the NFL because they have one strength on that team, and mm-hmm. that's Deshaun Watson to DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. There are holes up and down that roster, and no one is held accountable. But all they do is give that head coach, who makes all the decisions, more and more power, and he's ruining Deshaun Watson. It drives me and those one, crazy. And, the, and that one strength. Holds that team up so well that yeah, they get they to won the playoffs. A division this year. It's insane to me because talent for talent, I think that that Deshaun Watson is a clear number two behind Mahomes. But because Lamar Jackson had the season he had, people forget how good Watson so you really take, is. You would take Watson over Lamar Jackson. Yes, I don't think that's crazy. I think that watching watching Watson, he he doesn't. The eye test, like he, he doesn't have the physical gifts. Yes. Like he can move. He doesn't have a great he's, arm. He's not. He, he's he, like he Donovan McNabb. Oh no, he's but be- he's even better than McNabb. I think the thing about him is he's just as, as ridiculous as this sounds. He's just not flashy. Right, that's the thing. But he and he makes big time plays when it matters. I think if you swap him into that chief system right now, they still win the Super Bowl. I well, I, I think as great as Mahomes is, I think you can say that about a lot of quarterbacks. I don't agree. No, no. So all right, if you put Dak Prescott in that Chiefs offense. Mm-mm. You don't think so? I'm not, I don't. I don't see what you see in Dak. Well, we're we're gonna, we're gonna see. All right, oh, let me throw another name at you. Um, I don't think Zach. I don't think Dak is is the thrower of the ball that Mahomes and Watson is. Well, no. Well, no. I think Dak is a better thrower than Watson is. No, he's Watson. Not. Watson is. 
Watson not a is, great thrower of the ball. He doesn't have as big an arm as Dak, but he has way better ball placement, bro. That Dak, um, there are a lot I of mean, reasons. Maybe. That Dak doesn't hit receivers. If you go back and you, if you get a minute, go on YouTube. But I think people really break down Dak's throws, and you see that that a lot of times, a lot of situations where he needs to hit guys in stride, he's hitting them in the back shoulder, hitting them on the wrong number of the jersey, and they have to switch their momentum and they lose yardage on the play. As far as Deshaun Watson, that man, that was a pretty ball. It's there. It has D, D, D hop in, in stride and he scores. Well, I mean, you know, he also has D hop. I mean, but he, but he puts Dak the ball, has, the ball is sure. on time. Uh, Dak has Amari Cooper, who's a really good receiver. Mm-hmm. He ain't Don, DeAndre Hopkins. No, I don't. I don't think Dak. He hasn't had the, the ball placement for me, bro. Right. I'm not a fan of his. I think that he's. We can agree to disagree. I, 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 I'm a Giants fan. You're, I you're I, a Giants I, fan. I, I Let's throw it. that out there. You know what I'm saying? I see what he does. So you do. I, I will say you do watch more of the Cowboys yeah. than I do. But the 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 uh, the the Dak that I've seen to me that when guy Dak is, a, is on, mm-hmm. but he has the propensity to be off at the worst possible time, and that's why I'm I'm writing him off. That's why he's like top ten or just outside the top ten because I could I could roll the dice on a Sunday and he might not show up, and I and and and, and it's happened. Yeah, I think a lot of that is coaching on that team. Oh, you and yeah. I talked about it before you, we you got are it. sold on Dak. You like Dakota. I, I listen. I I I I'm a Dak guy. I'm a Dak believer. If you look, yo, if you look at some of the advanced stats on Dak, yeah. they're very. But those calculators good. are also wrong. They, you know it. Well, you know it. I don't think they're wrong on Dak. Football doesn't calculate ball placement and hitting your, hitting your receiver in stride. Uh, no. But um, anyway, okay, we can okay. go around in circles forever. Yeah, this is, but we love the game. Um, I'm sorry for taking your podcast off the rails. By the no, way, bro, we're talking about quarterbacks. Yeah. and faces of the league. It's, it's going to be a quarterback. Yeah. You know. All right, let, let's 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 veer off the field for a second. With Super Bowl weekend, a lot of the entertainment that took place, the entertainment extravaganza that is the Super Bowl. Oh, the halftime show. Beyond the halftime show. Oh. It was a lot of Rock Nation at a lot of events oh, yeah, that yeah, was sponsored yeah. by the NFL around in and around the Miami area. I want to ask you, what did you think about Jay-Z's first Super Bowl weekend producing this caliber of a show? With everything we've argued about in the well, past. Well, yeah, we've, I mean, and guys, check out the Rap Roundtable because we've discussed this ad nauseum. Facts. Um, well, first of all, let me say that I thought that the halftime show was incredible. Okay. Uh... I thought it was was great. The greatest, so the best Super Bowl halftime show I ever saw was in 07 with Prince. Mm-hmm. And I think this is as good as any other one, oh, other than that one. Top flight. Yeah. I mean, Janice Titty, I'd probably number two. But then it I was guess a good show until she exposed the, 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 the nipple. I mean, that was part of the show, man. Ah. I, was, I was feeling it. <laughs> I'm, I'll never forget where I was, too. And it, it happened so fast. I, I think I was in, like, 10th grade. And that was, like, peak sexy Janet, too. That was, like, apex sex symbol like, Janet Jackson. Like, apex, like, MILF Janet yeah, Jackson. Yeah, yeah, like, she yeah. was, like, in her 40s, but she looked like she was 22. Yeah, doing those videos with Busta Rhymes and all that. Yeah, Killing it. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget, my mother was like, oh, like, my mother said. And I was like, Mom, what happened? She was like, he took her... Because it happened, if you remember, it was so fast. It happened. I didn't even know that what happened. Anyway, I'm taking us off the rails again. So, Hove, um, did you hear that uh, him and Beyonce didn't stand for the anthem? That yeah. was a story. We're gonna get into that. Um, what I think about the entertainment, I, yo, I said I love the halftime show. Mm-hmm. Um, I still stand by everything that I said. I think that, again, and look, I've said this before. I wouldn't expect you to do otherwise, but brother. Listen, Hove is a capitalist. He's right. a businessman. And anyone who achieves that level of success has to sort of check at least some of their integrity at the door. Right. There's no there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. There's no you don't become a billionaire without exploiting people. Mm-hmm. So to me, um, you know, it made sense that he would partner with the NFL. What I kind of turned me off was the fact that this venture capitalist fashions himself as a social activist. And not that he hasn't done a lot of great things, mm. but he's a businessman first. You know that and I know that. So let's acknowledge that. That's well, all I got to we say. We can acknowledge it, but because he's a venture capitalist, it doesn't it doesn't negate him from being for the culture either. I think that the issue is is that a lot of times in when it comes to black issues, we'll call it, right? You mm-hmm. know? Or, or, or people of color issues. A lot of times our viewpoints are so linear that if a person comes from a different angle, they're automatically called an op. And because Jay-Z went, I would say, adjacent to Kaepernick, 
it made things a little like fuzzy and we don't know the inner workings obviously there's tension with the Kaepernick's and in, in, in oh, the whole yeah. clan that's a whole nother episode yeah man. because even to your point about when he sat down yesterday uh Kaepernick or Nessa I don't know who posted it but they took issue with it. Uh, go, I think it was Eric Reed. You know, so oh, it was Eric Reed. I don't I think know. so. I think, but he to me, he's 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 part of that. So yeah. But it, the issue that I took with that is he he. I don't know. I just don't trust people using the fact that a lot of people are not informed or aware of certain things. So when he was like, "Oh, we're past kneeling," you're you're representing Jay Z sitting down as a form of. Air quote kneeling, but he said he's past kneeling. That never meant that kneeling is dead. When he said we're past kneeling, it was about we need to do something next. He said it himself. Mm-hmm. What's next? Well, he's, but people were so willfully ignorant. They all like on purpose. Well, he's he's saying what he needs to say. Yeah, but to maximize his revenue. True. He's talking. That's Jay Z, the businessman. No, I, I don't believe that. Because well. again, this is what I'm saying. Sometimes things are linear. I'm not even defending Jay Z because a lot of times, like I said, a lot of my views about like race it's not in tune with certain movements i think that you have to go adjacent and you got to go off the beaten path to get certain things done because if we all on the same time and if jay-z's on the same time and as the nfl then that means we're stagnant we're not we're, we're at an impasse mm. if we're trying to make progress there are no impasses so some someone had to cross the picket we'll call it right and that right. was jay-z maybe 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 because of his history it do, it's not the best look, right? But someone still has to do it because Kaepernick and the NFL, to me, that is oil and water. They're never going to get along. Yeah. The, the, the workout that wasn't showed that these guys do not. There's so much bad blood there. Yeah. They don't trust each other. It's not one-sided. They don't trust Kaepernick. Kaepernick doesn't trust them. So if we, if we want to mend that fence with the, with, the, with the African-Americans, I hate that phrase, and, and the NFL, you need a Jay-Z in there to essentially be a middleman, right? I'm not mad at the production because it's a step in the right direction. Before Jay Z, it would have just been the Red Hot Chili Peppers or somebody in the <laughs> a Super Maroon Bowl. Five, Maroon Five, or some white act who's not even hot right now that right. they just dusted off for the Super Bowl. Being that it's in Miami, excuse me. Oh yeah. By the way, as a you know, if you listen, you know I'm Puerto Rican. Whatever. Right. I was I was feeling that Latin. That's what I'm saying. Flavor. You know what I'm Being saying. Being that it's in Miami. The importance of Cuban culture within Miami and Puerto Ricans, yo, they had Bad Bunny over there. There you go. They they decided that they were gonna go full brown for the Super Bowl. I don't think there was a white performance at all in the halftime show. God bless them for that. All right, Shakira represent representing Spain, even you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or in, in Lebanon, she's you know, you know her dad is Lebanese. There you go. Yeah, and so she had a, some like Lebanon type vibe, whatever. I don't so know. there's a lot of brown. Yeah. People are so broken up. Black people are like, oh, there's no black acts. Yeah, because they decided to get the brown acts in there, you know? So, in a situation where you have the right people performing, I'm not mad at that. Do I believe that he hasn't ha- he hasn't done the best possible job since the announcement? Not so much. What has he done? Has he done anything? That's the point I'm trying to make. Right. There's a lot to be discussed, but... At the same time, I, I I believe that this is a long term affair. All right, you fair know? enough. Miami brown people, I'm cool with it. The sitting down, I'm not a fan of it because again, we should be focusing on the fact that J Lo and Shakira killed it, as opposed to Beyonce, Blue Ivy, and Jay Z sitting down for the anthem. Again, every, yeah. everyone doesn't even stand for the anthem at at a random baseball game on a Tuesday. Everyone is not standing. It's, it's stupid at this point. The, the the attention people pay to you know, and it's it's interesting to me that Kaepernick is the only he's the sacrificial lamb because yeah. he was the first one to do it. There are players to this day that don't stand up at attention for the anthem. But what what makes Kaepernick so dangerous uh-huh. is that he was the first one. So he was the one that stood up to the owners in in a way that they're very threatened by. I think. Well, someone someone was gonna be that person. Someone was gonna fall on the sword to open that door. As even if Kaepernick and, 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 and Jay beef from now to eternity, what Kaepernick did open the door for the venture capitalists, you'll call him, to yeah. decide to do certain things. Because, again, even if we don't trust him, even if he is a bit of a shady character, we, we don't get a full on Latin performance in Miami without that. I'm not sure if I agree with that. It's not going to happen. But I will say, though, that I think the you're N- right. The NFL has showed you for how many since, since Tittygate. 
They 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 ran they ran through the gamut of every white pop act you could find. Listen, the with, NFL with a Beyonce sprinkled in. The NFL cares about one thing, and you and I the both know line. what that is. And Jay Z or no Jay Z, it's a good look for them getting Shakira and J Lo and all that spick shit that they got this on the guy. halftime show. I'm sorry, guys. Come we on, go, we'll get ble- we bleep it out in post. But uh, but no, I mean you know they don't need Jay Z on their team to know that that's a good look for them. Right. You know, tapping into that market. And that's what it is. It's it's tapping into a market. It's not any kind of gesture of solidarity. It's them worrying about their bag, just like everything else they do. Oh, so 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 you. What I'm getting from this is that you just don't trust the, the Jay Z NFL deal. Like you're not you're not sold. I don't trust it. I mean, I don't look to it for guidance in terms of social justice. No, no, no. You shouldn't. I mean, I as an entertainer. And a fan of Jay Z, I do trust that he will have a hand in their entertainment ventures, and he'll do a good job. I think his role is going to be to make sure that all audiences are served, as opposed to it just being Maroon Five, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the Jonas Brothers. I agree, and whoever the hell else they want to. And find. he'll do a good job at that, right? And he did a good job at the halftime show. All right, so look, we, we, you I'm just saying, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to get two of the biggest Latin pop stars in the world in Miami for the Super Bowl. That's what, all I'm saying. What, what, what we've seen at the NFL has they they don't do rocket science. Uh, that's uh, that is that is a fair point. They they've it's, stumbled on some uh, PR oh yeah. issues oh for yeah. sure. Oh, that's all I'm saying. That's a good point. You know, I, I I hope I'll say this on wax because I don't want my message to be misconstrued. I see. I am for Kaepernick and his approach. Cool. I'm also for Jay going his route. To me, there's more than one way to get things done as a black man in this country. We don't all have to be on the same time because there's a lot of faux protesters out here who just saying certain things. Or like even during that movement, they were saying certain things, but they were watching them games. Now I'm not talking about you. Uh-huh. I'm talking about people who are outwardly no, sure. talking sure. about they were protesting, but they were watching the game. It wasn't like the NFL ratings dropped by half. They lost what, like 10%? You know, it wasn't a big drop. No, this this year. No, I'm talking about before, dur- oh, during the Kaepernick match. Oh yeah, they, it, like I think it might have dropped a little bit. It plateaued. The ratings were way up this year. It, it came right back. Yeah. So my my, my thing is, I, I believe in both sides, and at some point, I would hope that that things can work towards them making amends and figuring out that they both can do what they want to do to get the message and things that need to get done done. Do you think that'll happen? Who knows? I don't, I don't. I don't write anything off. You know? I mean, it's possible, but I, I don't think it's very likely. Bus- business trumps all, brother. That's a fact. And ain't Kaepernick ain't doing this for free. Even if he's donating, oh for sure, he's I, not doing I, this for free. I agree with that. I mean, the, to be fair, he he's a human being. He needs to eat too. You know, Fact. absolutely. We not we not knocking the hustle. But no, what we're no, saying no. is, I I he disagrees, Langston. I say that at some point, because of who Jay is, and, and Jay's a patient man. He's a patient Don. He'll he'll <laughs> he'll find a way to have that conversation. And well, oh, you just bet a bottle of J Mo on it. Oh, okay, fine. All right, got it. our listeners are witnesses. You bet a <laughs> bottle of J Mo on this wager. Okay, let's take it to the stretch run. All right, um, quickly. There was a lot of talk about the first female head coach. Well, not head coach, but the first female coach on the staff of a Super Bowl team. That being with the San Francisco 49ers. I don't want to talk about that so much as I want to. I just want to be the bad cop for a split second. All right. I believe that it's not that big of an issue because she wasn't a straight woman. How <laughs> ridiculous! How ridiculous am I in feeling that way? Um, I don't know that you're being ridiculous. I mean, football is a physical game. Right. It's a violent game. It's a game that is more conducive to a kind of masculine energy. Okay. And this woman. Um, this lesbian woman, she uh, presents herself in such a way that mm-hmm. is more on the masculine side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that, first of all, the fact that she got a job—it's amazing. It's like it's inc- incredible. I mean, how many hurdles did she have to overcome? Everyone imaginable. Like, let me like if if you're a high school football player. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's a a woman in your locker room telling you, no, this is why your form is incorrect mm-hmm. i mean how how much better than the other coaches in that locker room does she need to be to earn your respect the fact that she's doing this in the nfl mm-hmm. i mean we can't state 
we can't overstate just how incredible that is. Hands down. So I mean, I you know, I I, I think she deserves every um you know every bit of of press that she's getting she's a she's a trailblazer and i hope that we get more female coaches it's down I, 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 and this is for the people because again we have people who like to overreact i'm not marginalizing her being a coach but they were talking so much about the first female the first female the first woman etc mm-hmm. and i just believe that because of the fact that she emoted more masculinity because of the fact that she is what her, her sexual preferences right it made that transition a lot easier i agree for the men and the women involved sure because i it, and maybe this would be a shot at the men but i feel like it would have been a harder time for a straight woman to coach football listen as someone who watches football if okay. i see a straight woman who presents herself and I'll I'll say it, and this is kind of problematic, but I'll uh, in, in a traditional well, you kind have a ch- of you have a chance not to be problematic <laughs> right now before you say it. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll say it anyway. Like uh, a, a woman who presents herself in a traditional sense, right? Um, that would kind of rub me the wrong way. Okay, just because my natural impulse is to protect women from violence, right? right? But seeing the way that this. And it's fucked up. I'm, just, I'm sorry. It happened. It's 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 jacked up that we're not mentioning her name. Um, but uh, seeing her the way she presents herself, it's like no, nah, she could. No, nah, it's not she even could hold her, her own. Name. I'm just thinking about the scenarios like surrounding it, because yeah. I just felt like I heard about it so much throughout the week. It's a big deal. It's man. a humongous deal. But I think that there was a caveat there that made things easier for both parties involved. Until like like for me like I'll be more gung ho about it when it is a straight woman. She doesn't have to be scantily clad. She could just dress like your typical NFL coach. But at the, I I wanted to be a straight woman in that locker room, in those huddles, in those meeting rooms, in those film rooms before I get on board. Like oh that's fire. You know what I mean? It's dope. Right now it's dope. But I'm not giving it fire. Well, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna happen, bro. You guys, maybe, maybe maybe she opens that door. I mean, so let me. All right, so let's name names, right? Mm-hmm. Mina Kimes, right? Are you? I'm a Mina Kimes fan. I'm, I'm like, a fan of hers as well. Her takes on football are like super on point. Mm-hmm. But like, if I saw her on a sideline and be like, "Yo, is that little Asian girl okay?" Like, <laughs> she's wow. I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> listen. On, I'm just. This is this. We need to talk about this. This is our biases coming into play. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think you're right. I think the fact that she's, um, you know, the look she looks the way that she does. Right. I think that plays into how uh, palatable it is for mainstream America. Hands down. So real quick, just this big shout out to Katie Sowers for for, for essentially being, Katie Sowers. Let's say your name. You know, for, yeah. for for being the 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 entry to what could be a game changing moment for the NFL. Right? Yeah. She, she deserves all the credit. Oh yeah. She she she's a person that, that will open the door. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair fair is fair. Shout out to her. And you know what? Did I'm not there in the locker room, but it seems like she does a good job. Yeah, I mean, obviously you you, you on a coaching staff that got to the Super Bowl. Did, did the exactly. End. Yep. Whatever whatever her whatever her job was, she did it to the Do best. Do we know of her what ability. her job is? I think she works on the defensive side of the ball. If I'm uh, not mistaken. To me, that's even more impressive. Let, let's go to the internet. Let's see what they say. Yeah, I want to know. I feel like she's defense- actually an offensive assistant coach. Even and, and with that offense, super impressive. Well, I mean, and also she works for Shanahan, yeah. who's one of the great offensive minds in the game so right he, now. So he, whose him father her, was a coach in yeah. the NFL, a legendary Fact. coach. So for him to have her on the staff says a lot about what he thinks of her abilities. Yeah, he's not worried about uh, social justice. Not, he wants the best people. In he's the, not worried in the about the bullshit. There right. you go. Uh, real quick, real quick. More likely to be back in this spot a year from now. San Fran or Kansas City? Oh, Kansas City. They got Pat Mahomes and they got the easier uh, path. The only team they got to worry about is Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, they got Green Bay might be better next year. They got Dallas. Maybe they get their act together. NFC is stacked. I'm Sam, I'm just, uh, forgive me. You know. I'm here. Uh, San Francisco uh, has a much more difficult path. Yeah. And they have a quarterback who has not proven 
that in the biggest moment he can deliver. So Kansas City, hands down. All right, I'm 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 there with you, but that's uh, San Francisco 49ers fans. Relax, I'm not picking Casey because I hate the Niners. I want all the smoke with San Francisco. You know, I've already taken all the smoke. (laughs) I just I just need to understand that I'm when I look at the NFC, it it it, it's a dogfight, and they have Seattle and Los Angeles might be back next season. We don't know what the Rams are going to be. You got to go through your division and then go through your conference to get back to this point. Right, and you don't have Patrick Mahomes, so. But by proxy, it makes things more difficult for you, right? Right. No offense, 49er Nation. It, 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 it's all love. Hey, man, prove us wrong. You know, and, and the last bit, um, we can talk about our teams, the Giants and the Jets, right? Let's do it. Uh, looking forward, what do you expect for you? What do you, not, not what you expect. What do you hope for for your Jets? Uh, for my Jets, I'm hopeful that they fix their offensive line mm-hmm. first and foremost. I was looking at a couple of the mock drafts. Right. There's some good offensive linemen this year. It's been a few years since uh, you know you've, they've been taking like offensive linemen at the top of the draft. Jets are picking 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope they fix that. I'm a believer in Sam Darnold. I'm not a believer in the head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I, Le'Veon Bell, I was a fan of for a long time. Right. They don't use him right. I, I hope they trade him. Get a third round pick for Le'Veon Bell. He's a really good player. You get a valuable piece. You get an edge rusher. You, you get are a, out on Le'Veon. Bell? I'm not on Le'Veon Bell. I'm out on Le'Veon Bell in this offense. Okay. Just because the head coach it's doesn't know his elbow from his ass crack. Okay. There goes another curse word. I'm sorry. Jeez. Um. <laughs> yeah. So offensive line number one. A uh, number two, get him some real weapons and fix that defense. Please get an edge rusher. We need yeah. an edge rusher in the in the worst. We've needed that for like thirty years, but jeez, yeah. Well, since John Abraham, yeah, yeah. thirty years. You're I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm in <laughs> hyperbole, brother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about the Giants, man? How you feel about them? Uh, we we're, we're a bad team. There's, but the, the caveat in being a bad team is we have a decent drafts position. I, I'm, I'm mad at Pat Shermer for wanting to win games because he put us in a spot where uh, we can't get Chase Young now. Unless, unless unless you trade up. Unless you trade up or something comes out that, that drops his stock enough for him to fall a couple of spots. And you have failed marijuana test. Yeah, like we need something to happen. Like, like you know, we need you to do something in the media, Chase. Here's a hot take. I think Chase Young is a little overrated. Well, time will tell. I don't think he's better than Bosa. I think I think he, he presents... More of a threat because he's not he's not going to be I don't think his hands are going to be the dirt at the pro level he's coming oh off you the think edge. he's going to be a linebacker he's going to come off the edge he's oh. a, to me he's a three four edge rusher in in the pros interesting because his body he's not look at his body he's not the biggest guy that changes the way I think about him you know because to me when I see him look how look at Joey Bosa and and, and he's a big dude yeah you got he's kind of like an old school like D tackle he's humongous and yeah. he's coming off the edge both Bosa's are. Animals, yeah. To be honest, so yeah, and so Chase Nick, I'm more about of a Joey. I'm speed talking about rusher. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're both they're yeah. both animals, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I look at Chase Young, he's not as big as them, but he's way more athletic. He's way more agile than them. He has a right. lot more moves, right. and I think that translates to to coming off the edge in a three four as opposed to being a down lineman in, at the pro level. I agree. So that's what I, that's what I viewed him as for the Giants, but that's not happening. All of my well, drafts, what pick do they have? I'm yeah, sorry. the fourth pick. All all the mock drafts right now it looks like we're going line, O line, which I'm not mad at. You got to man, that O line is so bad. The Giants O line has been bad for about half a decade now. It's been about five yeah. six years since the O line has been anything to talk about. Yep. So we got to shore up the O line, and we have cap space. So what I hope for is that we draft well because we have limited picks. We don't have a full gamut of picks. We traded a couple of those away. And then, and then we spend smart money just because you know as NFL teams go sometimes when they get cash space they go stupid and then like Dominican Sue yeah and then in about two or three years they have to start releasing guys because they can't afford to pay them right? which they can do because NFL contracts aren't guaranteed there you go and with and with the rookie quarterback in tow what you want to do is spend smart money so that while you don't have to pay the rookie quarterback you can overpay some of these other positions just enough are to- there any free agents on your radar I mean it's still early I don't even I know who's done, available I haven't done the homework Neither I've, have been, I, I've, I just- I've been fully vested in the games on the field like after this episode that's when I'll circle back I'll, I'll think about the draft I'll think about but I know what positions we need help at we need a, we need cornerback help oh we- yeah yo <laughs> what do you think about them uh, cutting Jackrabbit necessary yeah, he he 
played terribly this Necessary. past year. He was not good. You need you need a cornerback. You need an edge rusher. You need a middle linebacker. You need you need parts. Yeah. You know, on the offensive side of the ball, you need O line help. I'd, I'd like another wide receiver. I think they're pretty okay, right? I like Sterling Shepard. Yeah, but some you, of the younger guys you need to play, play well. You need someone to take the top off who's good. Right. They need a deep threat for right. sure. So I like Ingram. Ingram's a good tight end. Can't stay on the field. Can't yeah, catch they, consistently. Yeah, they gotta they gotta keep him there healthy. Yeah. So with that being said, it, it it's things that need to be done in order to have the team at least be eight and eight. And I'm not. I don't know <laughs> oh how we gonna God. get there. We're sorry right now. <laughs> so I I don't know where we're at. I'm gonna do my homework. I'm gonna start seeing who's available, and then we'll talk about it again at some point. Well, maybe Daniel Jones next year takes a step. And that's what quarterbacks had a lot of flaws. Right. If, if the O line could get somewhat better, and you have the quarterback and the running back, shout out to Saquon Barkley. I kill him, but. In a situation where you have the necessary parts around the quarterback and the running back, you can hide a lot of flaws. Can I ask you a yes or no question on your podcast? What's up? Do you believe in Daniel Jones, yes or no? I don't know. I don't know. I don't so know. So not, you're not willing to commit either way? No, because I, I'd be doing him and myself a disservice by giving you a yes or no right now. All right. Fair enough. He's shown me some yeses and he's shown me some noes. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Chapter 58 of the Gray Area. Um, we're going to wrap it up, as always, by having our guest, Langston Legosama. You're very familiar. But if you're new to the show, Langston, let them know where they can find you on social media, what you have going on as far as podcasts or anything involved. Uh, Yeah. So uh, definitely check out the Rap Roundtable uh, if you liked our conversation because the Fact. both of us are members of that first Friday of every month and the uh, Thirsty Degenerate podcast is coming back actually Sincere hit me up while we were talking shout if you heard that, that ding shout out to the rap snob that was the rap snob uh, uh, sending me this uh, music for my podcast so now mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be back real soon um, social media like whatever his holiness links in Liguizamo on Twitter the Thirsty Degenerate on Instagram Blah blah fucking blah. I'm sorry. I, that's three curse words. Is, he's I'm sorry. A, he's a degenerate, guys. This is what happens yeah. when you bring him on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the gray area. We'll be talking about the NBA real soon with the next episode. Uh, All star break in tow. So I got something special for you. I got a special guest. We're gonna be sucker free. So that should be a hint as to who's gonna be on. And as the saying goes. Perfect.